The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalms 112 and 113, beginning on page 483. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. He hath great delight in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the faithful shall be blessed. Riches and plenteousness shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. Unto the godly there ariseth up light in the darkness. He is merciful, loving, and righteous. A good man is merciful and lendeth. He will guide his words with discretion. For he shall never be moved, and the righteous shall, the righteous shall be had in every everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid of any evil tidings, for his heart standeth fast and believeth in the Lord. His heart is established and will not shrink until he sees his desire upon his enemies. He hath dispersed abroad and given to the poor and his righteousness remaineth forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. The ungodly shall see it, and it shall grieve him. He shall gnash with his teeth and consume away. The desire of the ungodly shall perish. Praise the Lord, ye servants. O oh, praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth forevermore. The Lord's name is praised from the rising up of the sun unto the going down of the same. The Lord is high above all nations, and his glory above the heavens. Who is like unto the Lord our God, that hath his dwelling so high, and yet humbleth himself to behold the things that are in heaven and earth? He taketh up the simple out of the dust, and lifteth the poor out of the mire. That he may set him with the princes, even with the princes of his people. He maketh the barren woman to keep house, and to be a joyful mother of children. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the third chapter of the book of Exodus. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert, and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. 
And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, Do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard the, their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up from that land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppress them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? So he said, I will certainly be with you, and this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Moreover, God said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial to all generations. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 14th verse of the first chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. Now after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the Gospel of the Kingdom of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the Kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, and believe in the Gospel. And as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon 
and Andrew his brother casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. And when he had gone a little farther from there, he saw James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, who also were in the boat mending their nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants, and went after him. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant, O merciful God, that as thine holy apostle St. James, leaving his father and all that he had, without delay was obedient unto the calling of thy Son, Jesus Christ, and followed him. So we, forsaking all worldly and carnal affections, may be evermore ready to follow thy holy commandments through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening to all. Well, thoughts about our Lessons for this evening of the um, this eve before the feast of Saint James the Apostle. Um, this, there's a you know sometimes some confusion over which James we're talking about with this feast day, but uh, it is um, you know it's helpful to remember that this is James the brother of Saint John, one of the first called. So we have in the telling of Saint Mark's Gospel tonight the uh, calling of Andrew, who is the first called, and then he goes and introduces Jesus to his brother Simon, who is later named Peter. And then fishing nearby, probably in, as a colleague to the to Andrew and Peter, is James and John, the sons of Zebedee. Um, and tonight we're we're focusing on the calling of Saint James. Um, and it, but there's also it's also inflected with a kind of a curiously paired lesson from Exodus chapter three concerning the calling of Moses. Um, and in particular, it's it's significant that um, you know to see these together. First of all, because the collect highlights. The fact that, you know, it highlights the fact of St. James's life 
um, that he left his father and all that he had in order to obediently follow the call of Jesus. Um, and, you know, we, you know, we have to take a look at that and, and then look over at the Moses lesson, the lesson from Exodus 3, finding Moses, who, you know, by the time we encounter him in chapter 3, had been in the land of Midian, far to the east of Egypt, for some time after he had fled there, fleeing Egypt after murdering the Egyptian taskmaster um, in an attempt to stir up the liberation of his um, his kinsmen. Um, and so you have Moses who's shepherding um, on the, um, on the, you know, on Mount Sinai when he encounters the Lord in the burning bush. Um, and, you know, and, and the Lord calls him to go and be the agent of deliver, the, uh, the deliverer of his people, to be his chosen, um, you know, sort of appointed man who goes to, you know, to, to lead his people out of captivity. Um, and so you, it's, it's intriguing that we pair these, this lesson with the calling of St. James, because St. James is sort of in that promised land that, um, that, you know, God promised to Moses that he would lead his people. And so you're, you have the, call, the calling of St. James, who is a fisherman, who is in a, um, and then Jesus makes use of that too, to, you know, as he calls James and John and, and calls St. Peter and calls them to be fishers of men in their, um, in their sort of ministry of the gospel. And it's uh, significant that this lesson tees up what will be tomorrow because St. James's ministry after the ascension of our Lord will come to focus on Jerusalem itself. And St. James will be among the first martyrs of the church, specifically in Jerusalem when, um, when there's a persecution that breaks out against the church there. And so he'll be in the heart of the promised land when, um, when the, the people that had ancestrally been led into the promised land by the hand of Moses and then his successor Joshua, um, that the promised land itself will now become a place out of which a new people will be called. Um, and so St. James and his fellow apostles are being called into this ministry that is a ministry of proclaiming the kingdom of God in the midst of, you know, what really should be the kingdom of God on earth. And yet in the midst of that, there will be an immediate antagonism and a rejection of that message. Um, and it will result in the death, the actually the putting to death of St. James in Jerusalem um, as a way of uh, a way of, care, of Herod um, doing so, not kind of in a clandestine way like like uh, his predecessor did when he killed John the Baptist, who was much beloved of the people. In this case, it will show the great kind of spiritual decline of Jerusalem as Herod puts James to death in our in the in the main lessons for tomorrow because he knew it would please the people. Um, and so it was a way of gaining favor with them. And so it, it reveals, you know, that there's two kinds of deliverance, um, you know, that are sort of paired side by side here. But in the midst of that, there is the character of St. James himself and the thing that he embodies. Um, and in particular, our Psalms tonight, Psalms 112 and 113, um, indicate this. Psalm 112 is an acrostic poem that, um, that ties back to the promises of the covenant. Particularly, it's a it, the first line of Psalm 112 invokes the first line of the Psalter itself, um, and it talks again about the the blessedness, the, the quality of the blessedness of the one who fears the Lord and who obeys the commandment when it is given, um, and and then it goes on to enumerate what those blessings are, but specifically um, kind of uh, puts the person who is blessed and who fears and who and who obeys, who receives these benefits. Um, it, it, there's a, in the middle point of Psalm 112, we see this inflection point where um, this, the, the person who receives the blessings then turns into the one who generously bestows those blessings. And so the, the, the blessed man of Psalm 112 is one who doesn't only sort of concern himself with his own spiritual life, but in receiving the blessings of covenant faithfulness before the Lord, then goes on to bestow those. And of course, we can see that in the, in the kind of perfect example of our Lord, who is the true Israelite who inherits all the blessings of the covenant by keeping the covenant faithfulness perfectly, and then turns and bestows those gifts to those who come after him, who follow him in that obedience. Um, and so what we see here is that we're starting to build the major themes of this feast day tomorrow, um, being that, you know, St. James, who will, um, you know, sort of be called by our Lord, will also be called by our Lord into a path that is very similar to our Lord. He'll be called into the work of proclaiming the gospel of freedom um, from, from all the sort of spiritual oppressive enemies um, that are keeping his people in captivity. But then he'll also be um, sort of brought into that way of Jesus, the way of the cross. 
as we'll recall, St. James and his brother John, um, as we'll see in a lesson tomorrow, they uh, they you know they they put their mom up to asking Jesus to allow him to allow them places of honor in his kingdom, and he asks them, "Can you drink the cup I am going to drink and be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized?" And they say, "Yes, we we are willing." He said, "You will indeed." Um, and you know, as we'll see um, with the story, as the story of Saint James unfolds, that will prove uh, prove true. He will, in the same city that rejected its Messiah, um, find that um, they will reject those who follow that Messiah and who are the the, the ones who bear testimony to him with their lives. Um, and so, as we as we meditate on these things, it's good for us to remember that I think Saint James shows us that our spiritual life is not for us only. Um, it is, you know, we become this um, place in the world in whom the spirit dwells, but for, you know, through whom the spirit works to minister and the, the gospel to the world around us. And so we always have to see that our spiritual life is both contemplative, but also evangelistic, always at the same time. And secondly, you know, St. James uh, leads us into a meditation on the quality of the Christian life. That means we will all embrace a piece of the cross. Um, and so, and, and our share of the cross. And our Lord bears it with us, but he calls all who follow him to embrace their cross as well. So that's a, that'll, that'll lead us into our meditations tomorrow. We'll continue with our intercession on page 590. Let us pray. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining in tonight. And thank you to Barbara and to Chris, my co-leaders tonight. Have you have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good evening, everyone. Thank you so much. Yeah, have a good, a good evening. Good evening.